Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Kylie McBeth is the co-founder of digital wellness company, Zura Health, a certified holistic health coach, co-host of the Zura Health podcast, speaker, and writer. She's a multi-passionate creative being whose mission on this planet is to empower those socialized as female with the tools, support, wisdom, and resources they need to unhook from codependent patterns and step into liberated love. Well, that sounds pretty amazing. Um, I have had such a crush on Kylie for so long, so I'm happy our paths finally crossed this year, and I'm happy to have you here. Welcome. Thanks, Krista. Thanks for having me. What's up? <laughs> what's up? Oh my gosh. It's, How are you? Tell yeah. me what's happening in your world. I'm so good. I truthfully feel in this moment and thanks to the prompt in your mate in your waiting room, um, told me to take three deep breaths and think about things I'm grateful for. And so I think that really primed me for this question. Um, yeah, just feeling so grateful for my connection to my purpose. Like it is the first time in my life where I feel as though my internal world reflects my external world. And you don't realize the liberation in that until you kind of step in and whether by default or design, you allow yourself to be seen. And I realize that that's a tender journey. But at this point in time, I can happily say that my heart is open. I feel really anchored in my being. And I feel grateful that I'm able and privileged to be able to do the work that I'm here to do at this time. So that's how I am. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, I'm good. I am really busy, um, but I'm focusing on the gratitude that we are, you know, abundant with work and projects and I love what I do. We just moved to Santa Cruz or we've been in Santa Cruz, but we just moved into our like total dream home. I can see the water. I have an amazing backyard. So I'm just feeling like pinch me kind of like, Mm -hmm. is this real? I suffer from anxiety. So it's like, when's the shoe going to drop? This can't be Mm -hmm. real, you know, all that. But yeah. Um, I just appreciate you so much and you are such a reminder for me and have been, and I've been totally like, quote unquote, like stalking you, uh, for a while. Um, obviously I, I, um, came through Yana and, and that's how I know of you and I'm familiar with Mark's work and I'm always so interested in the partner behind the 
So I, one of my best friends is married to a, a pretty famous musician. And I remember uh, back in the day, he posted a picture of her and I was like, that's who I want to know about. Like, that's mm. who like really calls to me as this like soft feminine grounding presence. And that's how I felt the first time, you know, Mark shared photos of you back in the day and you've had such a beautiful journey and so vulnerable and sharing it so publicly on your social media with that sweet, sweet love story. And, um, so happy for you guys, but I was originally just so called to like, who is this, you know, Mark, (laughs) you're amazing, but like, who the fuck is this? Like, that's who I want to get to know. So, um, speaking back to your purpose and, and what you do for me is just like, remind me of this like femininity and this sort of like anchor, what you just said, um, to my purpose. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit more, uh, for my listeners, if they haven't heard of you or don't know you yet, first of all, you're welcome, but what is your purpose? Like, what, what do you do? (laughs) Ooh, Ooh, yeah, it's such a beautiful question. It's such a big one. And I think that over the last seven years, I've been truth. Well, actually, if I really zoom out, I've been asking myself that question since I was 18 mm-hmm. and went to university. And that question ate away at me, to be honest with you, for a long time, because I was like, I don't even know who I am. And I kind of was following the scripts of of what had been modeled or scripted out by my by my parents and more specifically my father mm-hmm. and um was trusting their voice or his voice over mine but there was always this deep knowing that I'm here for a purpose like underneath all of the conditioning underneath all of the scripts there was like something deep within that was like yo you're here for a reason and you better figure it out and for me in my journey specifically it has been a purpose of liberation. Like I am here to liberate the soul from boxes of conditioning, patterns, roles, anything of that sort that gets in the way of us truly knowing who we are, gets in the way of meaningful, intimate relationships. To be honest with you, Krista, we've been swimming in toxic, poisonous waters collectively for a long time time. And I think because of how much distortion and trauma and just violation that we've, we've occurred or that our ancestors, but also ourselves have, have endured, I'll say is, I think that, well, I don't think, I know that it's deeply disconnected us from a deeper understanding about who we are, like from a core level, like from a soul level. Yeah, And so my purpose is to support those who are heeding the call to come back home to their bodies, to their souls, to their purpose, to their, um, to their instinct, to their intuition, to the totality of their being instead of existing in the limited scripts that we've been given. Casual, just a casual purpose. Super chill. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's truly like, it's time to like burn down the house, if you will. And yes, yes. And do this work because (laughs) the way we've been operating and it's not our fault, but it, I feel like it is now our responsibility. It's time to remember. It's time time to to stand for something deeper, something more true, something more in alignment. 
Um, and, and for me, a lot of my work and my purpose on a very intimate level is about reclaiming or remembering the feminine principle. Mm. So that is the feminine and, and how I define that and work within that. And I know that there's a lot of baggage on the words masculine and feminine. So bear with me, <clears throat> but it's, it's a deeper connection to flesh to earth, to sustainability, to emotionality, to the elements, to the natural world, to soul. I love to that you just immediately jumped into your definition of that, because I was going to ask you to sort of unpack this before we get into like what this has now turned into for you in terms of like your business and your offerings and all of that, which is so amazing. I want to sort of stay with this journey that you went on and what that has sort of looked like because you share very openly and, and for your followers, I think it just gives us so much permission and, and to explore those sides of us that we have forgotten. And I too feel that it is a remembrance. Um, and it's so easy to remember, but it's so easy to forget. So what has that process of remembering looked like for you? If you can, you know, sort of share or talk a little bit more to your journey before, because what I really appreciate uh, from you is you have this internal experience first, you share about it, and then you create from that place of mm -hmm. having already experienced it. And you really do walk the talk in that way. Like, I didn't know that's what your purpose was, but that's what you've do like, mm -hmm. right. That's what I feel is that mm -hmm. connection to feminine is that like, Whoa, we got to like be, we got to wake up here and, um, you naturally, you know, that's what comes through authentically, but what has that looked like for you internally, you know, over, like you said, from the time you were 18 to, to now. Yeah. So I call myself or historically have called myself like a father's daughter. I'm the, I'm the best daughter of patriarchy, hyper-masculinized, <laughs> like totally. very much like rigid, get shit done, like very much was following the script of who the fathers are, be a good girl, stay within the lines, show up, um, at work hard, like all of it. And I was stuck in that place until my body shut down. And, <clears throat> and there's a lot of different pivot points I can go in the, in this story. Cause there's so many layers to it. Um, wherever you're feeling called to yeah pivot, i'm like I'll where am i you. i'll follow you <laughs> <laughs> i'm like where am i being called in this moment to yeah. pivot um but but truthfully because i didn't believe it was capable or i was competent enough to step into my truth or my path at a young age i pivoted hard into following the script or the, what had been modeled in my family system from the women. So if I look up my mother's line and lineage, the women in, in my family have all been, um, caretakers. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather even said like, he believes that women stay home, cook and clean. And that is it. And like, I know that sounds very like old and answer, but this is like what this is my mother we're talking about. This isn't like great grandmother. This is like this is the language and messaging that my mother received. Didn't believe in paying for women to go to college. So, so I have so much respect for all women, by the way, as we kind of navigate out of these limited boxes 
<clears throat> of understanding. Um, but anyways, because it had not been modeled and because my mother was dependent financially on my father, I didn't actually believe or know if it was capable or if I was competent of breaking through that intergenerational pattern of dependency. Um, and how I define codependency in this is sourcing safety security um, from an external source at the expense of self or at the expense of soul. Um, now, mind you, if that's all that's been modeled, we really don't know a different way. Right. So I pivoted strong <laughs> junior year of university, right when I was about to like cross this threshold and have to choose and step into what it is that I was here to do. And, and because I wasn't clear on that, um, and I think for many reasons, I wasn't clear on that because I had to go through certain initiations and take left turns and U-turns and all of it. <laughs> um, but anyways, long story short, I got married. Because if you get married, you kind of just get to, to focus on that, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, focus on relationship, focus on love instead of your purpose for being here. Um, and I saw that as a way to source security and safety in ways that I didn't believe I was capable of doing. So, wow. Yeah, it was looking back on it. I'm like, of course, of course you had to walk through that. You had, you had to experience that. So about six months into my marriage, I woke up felt and feeling really far away from myself and my center. And I was like, uh-oh, we are not on the right path. Now, as someone who has historically identified as a perfectionist, the good daughter, the perfect daughter, the perfect wife, the idea of divorce was not an option for me in that identity. Like you just it's right. not even like in my mind, I couldn't even think the thought. So what I did was I repressed all of that down and was like, nope, we we're going to stay right here. <laughs> we're not doing anything. Um, but of course, everyone knows how the soul operates. It doesn't necessarily care what your ego thinks all the time. Um, thankfully, <clears throat> thankfully. And needless to say, 18 months later, I got divorced and that catalyzed my whole journey. Mm. And then I had to ask some really big questions. How the heck did I get here? How the heck do I never make it back here again without the tools to actually handle what it is that I'm moving through? But I considered that initiation by exile mm. because I had ruptured that, that relationship. It, it really was a dissolution of my identity of who I knew, who I knew myself to be. And in that process, I lost connection to my ex, my ex's whole family who I was really close to all of my community. My parents for the most part, couldn't even handle or contain <laughs> the pain that they were experiencing through my divorce and for myriad of different reasons. So I was like, okay, you better figure it out, chick. Like, <laughs> you've made this choice. You're on this path. And um, good yeah, for you. I mean, good for you. Like, it's just that story, like, pause there is like, that I think is so brave and so 
like you said, I think so many of us have that this is not right aha moment, but then to actually, you know, whether it's 18 months or 18 days or whatever, however it long it takes to actually from moment 20 years. Right. From moment of aha to action, I think is such a difficult place to navigate. And um, yeah, just to celebrate that piece alone um, without knowing where you're going or what was going on. I think uh, just this whole story is, is in so much resonance. And I think people, especially women listening will resonate with that. And I just want to like acknowledge how powerful that story is before we move because there's that right and that's what gave us Kylie we we know today and without that I think it's just it's really important to celebrate those those moments I um had a friend visiting I was in a 10-year relationship I didn't get married um and I knew four years before we broke up that he I would never marry him it took a long time for me to get out of that one because uh, I was so young. I was so young. So, so much of my identity was with him, his family. And part of me, I, I remember thinking at one point, like the only way out is if he died. Like, oh, totally. You know, and I hear you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I, my best friend uh, who's been with me just through it all, like has seen mm. it all. And I just think is, you know, we just, we just bought a home and our business is, you know, knock on wood, uh, surviving uh, COVID and all this stuff. And uh, he was sitting with me in my, my backyard. Like I have a yard, you know, last week. And mm. he was like, you were one decision away from like living in Oklahoma, like in a miserable relationship with like three kids and probably a drinking problem at this point. (laughs) And, and he was like, I just want to honor like that decision that you made 10 years ago before I knew I was alive, before I found breath work, yoga, tools, Mm -hmm. meditation, guru, like any of it, that young girl was like, I got to get out. Yeah. And I just like have chills thinking about it because, and he says it in such a fun, funny way, like not to, you know, anybody that like has three kids and living, but it's just, that wasn't my path. And so it, and, and my life now is so different than, than what it could have been because that young girl listened, listened, you know? And so I think that's the first step is like, there is a voice, uh, and whether or not we want to listen. Yeah. But yeah, I just like you telling that story. I'm like, that is so funny because Mm. my friend just was like, man, you were one decision away. Like you were so close. Yeah. And I, it was one phone call to my dad and it was, I got to get out. Mm. I promise I'll leave him. I just need you to get me home. Like I had no, like I was stuck, you know, and to make that call and admit to my father who I have a very similar, I very resonate with your you know, relationship of wanting to impress, wanting to prove, wanting to follow that path um, of being like, I got to get out of here. And uh, I did it. And that catapulted my whole journey. So I, I want to honor that because I think there's a lot of women in my life experiencing breakups, divorce. Um, COVID has brought so much of that to the surface. And for me, I'm uh, married now. And my husband and I actually, um, broke up for a, a, a full year, had no communication. Um, not when we were married, but when we were dating I didn't um, know that. twice. Yeah. Wow. I, I left him twice. Like I am insane. He's, <laughs> 
he's heaven. You know, he's literally like the best thing that has ever happened to me. Mm. And sometimes we run from that or we're not ready for that type of mirror. And anyway, needless to say, uh, we found our way back to each other and the timing was right. Um, but it's just been such a journey in, in that. And, um, those breakups, uh, when I was going through that rawness of the breakup of making that decision, I've made the best decisions I've ever made. Um, because you're so raw, you're so open, you're so like just in it that your soul and intuition is like sitting there in a way. And even when some of my friends go through breakups, they hate when I say this, I'm like, I'm kind of jealous because, (laughs) because I like that, that energy that comes with that is just so epic in so many ways. And, um, you know, hopefully knock on wood, I won't get to experience a breakup in that, in that way. Um, but anyway, not to derail your story, but, but it's alchemical. It's alchemical for sure. Talk to me about that. What do you mean? It just, there's so much happening from an emotional perspective, from a spiritual, from a psychological perspective at that time that we almost, we open ourselves up to new, Mm. to unknown, to We say yes. Yeah. Yeah. We say yes. And and we open and we're like, okay, okay. Like, I'm no longer going to think that I have it all figured out anymore. I'm no longer grasping. I'm surrendered and now I'm open. And when you're in that place, what gathers around you to support you, not only in your own process of alchemizing the emotional material that is present, but at least in my experience and what I've witnessed in a lot of my clients is it just becomes uh, the exhale. Um, like the exhale and the relief of knowing that you were capable of trusting yourself in those moments of trusting something, something, something deeper. Yeah. That's so well said. Yeah. That's beautiful. So anyway, the power of not easy, but no, not easy, but I like, can't recommend it enough. No, I'm just, I'm just just kidding. But, But truly like, those breakup experiences, even having a breakup with my husband and knowing like getting over him and living without him and knowing like I would actually be okay without him. Yeah. Huge. There is such, and like, I'm choosing to be, it's not like I need him. I love that you talk codependency and I want to talk more about that because there's so many different things there, especially when it, it, yeah, so much there. But for me and for him, I think knowing actually we've gotten over each other. I've been able to exist in this world without you. And then coming back in the way that we've been able to, it makes our relationship so much stronger. And he's like, I would have never married you if I didn't know what it was like to live without you. Wow. And I just think there's so, so much beautiful beauty in that. And we there don't is. talk, we don't talk about it enough. Like love stories are not black and white. And when I tell people, you know, I left him twice. They're like, what? We didn't talk for a year. We did. We said awful things to each other. So Mm. yeah, the journey is just so different for everyone. And, and I do like, you know, love that parallel that you and I both have there, um, in our, in our love life. So yeah. Anyway, coming back to you. No, I'm so grateful you shared that. I, I did not, I was not aware of your, your journey, um, with your, 
with your partner and your husband. And it's so beautiful to know that I'm not alone on that journey. I think, you know, historically I would have, you know, there's so many narratives around like, are you going to get back? Are you repeating the same pattern? It's like, no, there's something more happening sometimes. Yeah. You know, and can you trust the rupture? Can you trust the space away? And I had a mentor say to me, um, you know, of course, you know, it's kind of cliche, but it's like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. But in that time, one of the things that really supported me was knowing that if I couldn't release the part of me that was attached to needing him, that I would never be able to be in right relationship with him or in liberated love. And you're describing that so perfectly, Krista, here is like, you know, you're okay without him. That so you freedom, can fully choose him. Yes, like that freedom and knowing, like, yes, it's so it was so painful that process yeah. of breaking up. And um, he's such an amazing human. And it was just like not the timing both times. He broke up twice. And when we finally came back together, it was just this like almost like this arrangement of like, I see you, you see me, like, here's what I can bring, here's what's not gonna change. And it was almost this like <laughs> so unromantic, like no stars, no like rainbows, et cetera. And it was like home. It was like peace. And I, I found that in him, like so many relationships and, um, whether it's intimate, uh, business, whatever, um, I get very involved, you know, uh, and connected with people. And it's like these sparks and this like intensity. And with him, it's always just been peace. And it's like the one area of my life that's like peace. Like there's, and and for so long I was in relationship that I felt like, oh, we need to have passion and spark and it needs to be this thing. And and if I don't feel, I'm like, whoa, like this is the greatest peace and therefore freedom. And that knowing that like, if I were to lose him, if it were to end, I wouldn't end. Mm -hmm. Um, And God, I just wish I could gift that feeling you know, to, to everyone I know. And it's like the most freeing, the most freeing feeling I've ever felt. And I, I'm glad we took that little detour because I've never really spoke that I'm a verbal processor. So thank you for, you're so welcome. Thank you for giving me that space to share. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. I'm yeah. in, In awe of your journey and have such deep reverence for the medicine you're sharing through your story, there's so much, even what you just named around not getting in the cycle of activation and thinking that's love of thinking like an activated nervous system of like this spark. And it's like, no, no, like that, that might not be (laughs) the very thing we think it is. And if you can come from a securely attached place, it's actually very calm, very safe, very, peaceful. Yeah. And I don't think many of us have ever experienced that. So I'm so happy that you're able to and bring narrative and voice to it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's a, it's so important. And I think too, as women, like, uh, in relationship, you know, it's sort of like the era of the feminine and women and like, you know, like it's almost like looked down upon in a way for like being in a healthy relationship, like a normal, healthy relationship. So I just think that it's, uh, it's worth talking about. And it's such a big part of my journey as a woman in business, as a woman in general. And 
feeling so seen and supported by him for all of the parts of me have allowed me to step into new ways of being. And that's really a big part of what I want to do for other people. Like you don't, like for me, sadly, it took somebody else saying to me, I see you, I accept you, I love you unconditionally for X, Y, and Z, which I've been so ashamed of. And I want to help people. And I really, I think that's why I resonate so much with you because it shouldn't take a man or a partner to have to say those things. Like I want us to be able to recognize Mm. those things in ourselves. And I think that you help people do that, Mm. um, in, in such a beautiful way. Um, just remember. Yeah. And I want to, I want to expand on that just a tad before we continue on this path that we're so beautifully walking together is many of the wounds we experience at the core of our being are relational. And I know that in our (laughs) self-help industry, there's a lot of narrative around. You should be able to do it by yourself and get to this. And it's like, I just want to invite some more permission for all of us to know that it does take another sometimes to repattern the nervous system, to be seen, to be witnessed, to be held in ways that we haven't yet been. Like whether that's in sisterhood, brotherhood, community, partnership, I don't care what it is. But in order to heal what I'm calling collective trauma or community trauma or even relational trauma, it also needs to be healed in the same context Mm. through and with other, because it's actually the witnessing of some, somebody else that, that we're seeing and that, that actually lands in a more embodied way in our experience because you won't be able to intellectualize that into knowing like from a felt sense. So what you're saying, and I think all of this is very important is, is there's a difference between knowing and being or like intellectualizing. And I think self-help is really great in helping us, you know, figure it all out. But then there's this, there's deeper invitation. And this is actually what I describe as the more feminine path is embodiment. And it's through relationship that we heal these very deep wounds and remember who we are. Wow. I just like that hits. Uh, I, I was just letting you know before we started recording that I had Sam Skelly on here and um, we're talking about this. Um, she was talking about the body versus mindset, a very similar thing that self-help really focuses on the mind when embodying happens in the body. And I was saying that that's something that as somebody who I don't feel that I have forgotten my femininity. I feel like I'm learning it. Um, Mm. That's something that I like to say because what comes so naturally to me is the masculine way of existing. And it takes work for me to soften. It takes work. Now, there's a lot of remembering that's happening um, in my spiritual practice, but just in this like masculine feminine conversation, Mm. we're talking about my natural instinct is just her, the masculine reaction to things. And that's the knowing that's in my head and in my emotions and embodying it is what really like changes the game. And I was saying to her, like, I know I'm really good at what I do. I know I, right. I know all of this, but I, I don't 
feel it. And that's Mm -hmm. where, like you're saying, the difference between intellectualizing it and being, um, that's the work. Like that's the like nugget (laughs) of gold right there. If you guys could see me, I'm like making (laughs) a funny, but it's so true. And, and that's the work that I think people like you are really helping us bridge because you're really a bridge in that where I'm still a little too on this masculine side of way of being and doing, whereas you're like woken up to a little bit more, like you said, sort of the feminine way of doing things. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, (laughs) We're we're slowly walking that path back home. So does it Mm -hmm. come naturally to you now? after doing this work for so long, because it feels when I connect with you, when I talk to you, like, I want to talk a little slower. I want to drop my shoulders. You know what I mean? Like you call that out of me. And I wonder what that process is like for you. Yeah. So there's so much to speak to here. Truly. Um, it has not been safe for us to be in our bodies. Like in this, on this planet, like coming back home to the body is a very vulnerable process considering what the body has had to hold um, for us. It might still be holding in the name of repressed grief, repressed rage, fear, sad, like whatever, whatever's still there. So again, just for you and all the listeners, like be gentle with yourself, have so much compassion as you kind of walk back home into the body and connect with new ways of moving and being in the world. So much of my journey back home into a more uh, integrated place with the feminine has to do with both the masculine and the feminine. I didn't realize how strong my inner patriarch was Mm. like truly like I thought it was all men (laughs) like not not I love men but like yeah I remember thinking like external patriarchy and this and that and then I slowed down enough and I was like oh my gosh the very same voice that I'm angry about in the external has been internalized is in living within me and is shaming my inner feminine and is telling me I'm ridiculous for moving slow and wanting to put lotion on in a, in a really loving, nurturing way for 10 minutes. And it's telling me to hurry up and it's telling me I'm moving or I'm too much, like all of that. I mean, there was so much of that conditioning (laughs) in the way, um, that it took, it, it takes time and it's still taking me time to really dismantle, dismantle, those internalized patriarchal narratives that have turned my own inner masculine against my feminine Mm. and have pedestaled intellect, um, have pedestaled rationality, have pedestaled linearity and this kind of logic way of approaching reality. And in the dismantling of that and the increasing of my, the capacity of my nervous system, and I cannot stress that enough for all of us as we return home to the body is so much of this journey is about increasing our capacity to be with it all in our own nervous systems. And for me, as I did a lot of work with a practitioner around this somatic experiencing practitioner, for those of you who are resonating with this is only through that secure attachment, was I able to trust, um, myself in holding certain things that weren't held 
at a younger age was like, I didn't have the capacity when I was two months old in an incubator to hold what I was holding. Right. Right. So I shut it all down and I went into freeze mode. I mean, I've been living in between the fawn response. So what we might call people pleasing response and the freeze mode of my nervous system for a majority of my life. So this has been a thawing out process. And I really do believe that the coming back home to the feminine principle within us all, no matter what gender you identify as is a thawing out of the nervous system Mm. is a, Ooh, it is safe for me to open. It is safe for me to slow down. It is safe for me to dance. It is safe for me to take my time. It is safe for me to lean into pleasure because for many of us, myself included, moving into joy was actually terrifying. Moving into, to, to play was something that my nervous system was activated around of like, don't go there, stay within this lane and you'll be safe and you'll be okay. And if you identify, um, or if you've been socialized as a woman, then there's even more narratives that have been passed down through our lineage, through the matrilineal side around not being too much of not being too sexual, of not being too loud, of not being too emotional, of not like, you name it, we've probably shared and, and, or we've been told it. Um, so we're having to, to dismantleize what has been internalized and all of the intergenerational instructions that have been given to us through our matrilineal line of this is who you need to be in, in order to be safe. We're kind of having to face that now and we're being asked the question, is it okay for me to release these survival strategies and ways of being that are no longer in service to my soul? That's a long story short for that. But now I feel for the, for within the last eight months or so, and I don't know how much time we have, but Krista, this is for me. And I just, I don't know, you know, I flow, you know, that's how I roll now. I'm truly just in the flow of it all and not editing myself, which is also here for it. So thank you for creating that safe space. Um, Is it's a descent back into the body, but for me more specifically um, into the womb. So powerful. Into the sexual energy of really examining and stepping into becoming a gatekeeper of the womb. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about what has taken place on this planet in regards to sexual energy. And, um, you know who I had on here, uh, Jasmine. Oh, good. Yes. I mean, Jasmine's my, the queen of the womb, the queen of the womb, womb guide. I, I bring her into all of my containers to talk about the womb. So I'm so happy to hear that your yeah. listeners know what's up already. Oh, I, I just, I just love her. And just so much of what you're saying is, is resonating with what she talks about. And yeah, you- I, it's deep. And yeah, please like keep, keep, keep flowing. Like I'm, I'm so in this. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so I was sitting in ceremony early 2020, gosh, it's 2021. Um, and it was a ceremony that was in conjunction with the four peoples out of Colombia, And these are four indigenous tribes that have never been displaced by um, colonization. So they are still in connection with their land, with their rituals, with their original principles and ways of being. I'm really drawn to wisdom of that nature. And I was sitting there in ceremony and something 
one of the guides said rocked me so hard <laughs> that it like it just was so it felt so true in every cell of my being that it almost makes me emotional again to like sit with but basically what was what was shared was in the west we have this idea that the mind informs the heart informs the gut informs the womb but in all reality, the womb informs the gut, informs the heart, informs the throat, informs the mind. So if you are not in integration with all of these very important parts of our being, it's very hard to find clarity. It's very hard to stand anchored in our truth. So um, for me, this has been a descent into body. So for a majority of my life, I've been living from the neck up. Um, in a in a very hyper vigilant state of always managing my external environment in order to source some type of safety and security by managing everybody else and making sure everybody else is okay so that I'm okay. And um, my nervous system really excited. And really, underneath all of that hyper vigilance was so much grief. And the descent in was was a nap, was a journey through grief, was a journey through repressed rage. And luckily, I have been supported through mentors, ceremony, community in this way that has allowed me to grieve and be witnessed in, in everything that I've been carrying. And then, of course, the last piece is we make it down into the womb after I finally stepped into integrity with my intuition and instinct last year I was then invited um, to enter the gate of the womb if you will and stand in integrity with her truth and now I'm I'm so deeply surrendered that I'm not sure who's driving this bus anymore <laughs> I'm just like I so deeply trust my body and the wisdom that it continues to share with me that I just feel blessed to be here and to support women in the excavation of what's in the way of that knowing yeah, and of that feeling of being anchored and in the feminine. Um, so what does that look like for you? Like on a day to day, like living in, you know, this crazy world, like it's a fucking crazy, like crazy. talk about nervous systems on overdrive. You know, if it wasn't already, like people are, you know, on, I myself am on antidepressants, like 20 yeah. milligrams a day, like never before seen amounts of people, you know, turning to this kind of work. And, um, so how does that sort of like aha in ceremony. Like, cause I think that's one of the hardest pieces for me. Like you and I right now are fully dropped in. Um, I'm like breathing heavier or deeper. My shoulders are dropped. Like I'm with you. And then like, then I have a three o'clock meeting. Right. Yeah. So like, what is that sort of like integration? Cause I could almost cry as I say that, because that yeah. is where I like, I live in that, that extreme space mm. of being in this way with you where I, I can get there and I'm, I'm full, yeah. but then I'm like, well, what, how do I like function in like the world that is asking me to function in a certain way that I'm trying so desperately to break free from? So what does that integration look like in like a tangible way? 
Yeah. You're asking some really big questions here. <clears throat> so this is want- a super light podcast. <laughs> like this is easy. Top three hacks for oh, getting I to know, your right? sole purpose. Like, totally. <laughs> like, no, stop with the list, please. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, not with the list. Oh, geez. So <laughs> I can or, own- let's just take that exact example there. Like, right. Yeah. Like you and I are having this moment. I feel it. I'm there. I get it. My body's listening, but then like, I have to switch into business. Like how, what do I do? Like I'm your, I'm sitting across from you. Like, what would you say? Yeah. What specifically about that? Me- Why is there a shift? That's the thing. I, Why I, for you? Like, do you feel like you have to step into a certain role and be somebody and kind of show up in a certain way? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say the exploration around the, maybe the identity piece there of like, who do I think I need to be in order to be valuable in this exchange? Um, because there's so much pressure when we kind of get stuck in certain identities of and and expectations and who we think we need to be that I think it pulls us out of our center. I think it pulls us out of this place of just being like, I know I'm valuable, which I know, you know, that. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with you. You're incredibly amazing. valuable. I You're know amazing. That. I know that. But so it's, it's like, where's the, there's where's the pressure? Yeah. Where's the, where's the source of that? Where do you feel that in your body? My chest, your chest. And if your chest could speak, it would say. Like release, release, let it go, let it go. It's just this, like this, like clenching that my body so badly wants to just exhale and, and be, but I feel, I think with the anxiety and with the pressure of like being women in business and all this stuff, I like have to be on. And even though it's totally authentic, I think that's what it is. I just mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. It's needing to be on. And even though when I'm on, you've seen me on, we did a strategy session. I yeah. am in flow. This is what you need to do. And that's totally authentic, but sure. that needing to be on and like serve it, like come onto the call and give you what you need. I put yeah. so much pressure on myself to like having to be on in a specific way that even it's funny, you and I have uh, uh, had to reschedule this podcast a couple of times. And I remember the first time I wrote you and I was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like I'm on a deadline. I can't drop into the space I want to be in. And you wrote me back and you were like, actually, that's great. I, today doesn't work for me either. And like, I was stressing about it. And so setting boundaries and canceling is something I've like no problem doing. But knowing like I want to be a certain way on the podcast versus I need to be a certain way like in business, mm-hmm. like there's like all these different versions of myself that I'm putting the pressure on. Like I can show up however I show up. And, uh, you know, I think it's the needing to be on, to deliver, to show up in a way that somebody's going to take me seriously. I don't, mm. I don't know. Um, as a young woman that's a business owner that's about to deliver you this strategy, I like put so much pressure on myself. Whereas before the call, I'm pulling angel cards. I'm listening (laughs) to music. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm fully in that. And then I have to like shift. 
But what if your clients want that too? I know. And, and your strategies. do. We do. I'm telling you, like, we actually want that in, like, I think we think that it needs to be a certain way, especially when we're talking marketing business, like, you know, right, strategy right. is very hyper-masculine. <laughs> and listen, there's a time and place for that. We need the riverbanks for the flow to come through. And I really appreciate that. But I think, I think you can bring in more of the river. Mm. I really do. I, I don't think it has to be as rigid or as like structured and serious as, as you may have been told to believe that it needs to be in order to be valuable, you know? Yeah. It's, that's so beautiful and so well said. And I think that is what my clients want. You know, I, uh, we're mutually friends with Yana and I'm a teacher of truth in her course. And because I knew the audience that I was speaking to, I showed up in a very feminine way. I fully dropped in before and I'm like, what do they need? And I'm like, I'm going to start by picking cards. And I like had this whole feminine approach and I've had more consults booked through that lecture. I've gotten in front of so many people. I've given so many presentations. Oh, I believe it. And there's like, what? No more than 500 people in that lecture. Like it wasn't like I was talking to hundreds of thousands of people, but so many consults have been booked and I wasn't even selling. I was just talking about my story and aligning with my truth and who I am and being a witch and running a business yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, here are my people, yeah. you know? And it's just so funny. The in your being, yeah. in you, what a concept. <laughs> so what it is, so it doesn't need to shift. I mean, let that be right. a beautiful reminder from that experience of like, Oh wait, there is a, there, there is a more um, aligned way for me to show up in this container that that might allow you for more space, mm. capacity, ease um, to kind of flow within. You already have the riverbanks, sister. Like, yeah. You got them. I got, you got really high. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Like <laughs> you're so good there. So um, yeah, that would be my invitation for sure. And that's such a process. Oh yeah. I mean, even in my containers, I went from slideshows to this year in my remembrance container specifically, I could not speak to the slideshow. Like it was like, this is, and I just kept hitting a block and I was like, Budge. I know the invitation is for me to speak from the heart in full transmission. And I'm just like, no, it's not valuable. And <sighs> that was the only way that was the only way it would come through. So I had to completely surrender, get out of the dang way and just let it be. And it has been the most liberating shift in the way I operate and do business. I no longer subscribe to needing to show up in a certain way other than being in alignment with myself. I mean, what a gift to help people walk that path. You're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. We're remembering. We're remembering a different way. You guys can see us today. We both jumped on. We're in black hoodies and these like blonde witches, you know, just trying to help people remember mm. themselves home um, yeah. in such different ways. And I think there also is just to like give an ode to that masculine side of me. Like there, I have so much gratitude for that piece of me and for her and what she's been through and what she's hold, held onto. And there, like you said, there is a place for it. And that's like going extreme feminine or extreme masculine. Like it's a dance, it's a yin yang yeah. and it's a balance. And when you can find that, 
balance, it's like, ah, oh, there we are, you know, and, and that's what I'm constantly trying to come back to. And you just naturally bring that out of me. Like I remember waking up this morning and I saw your name on my schedule and typically I would like go to your website and like pull out questions and prepare. And I'm like, I'm just going to let it flow, you know, and yes. you naturally bring me to that place. And so that's my mm -hmm. other invitation for people is like, there are people like Kylie out there doing this work, helping people, holding people through it. And it's mm. really hard to walk alone and you don't have to. And yeah. so like for me to have this conversation with you, I'm like, oh, the rest of my day is going to look different. And that's why I think coaches, mentors, containers, all of these amazing offerings out there right now, um, you don't have to be alone. And this week, especially so many people that normally don't break down are like breaking down to me with how lonely they feel. And it's a crazy time externally, yeah. internally, um, so much happening and you really don't have to be alone. And there's people, you know, out there, my sister is one of them. Kylie's one of them, Sam Skelly, like whatever resonates with you. If this work resonates with you, guess what? This is what Kylie does for a living. You can work with her, you know? And so that's the beauty of it too. It's like, I wouldn't get here without my teachers, without my sisters, yeah. without my, um, guides, you know, on this earth and, and past like my grandma, um, my mom's mom, that maternal mm -hmm. lineage is with me every second and being able to do the work this, this year to really connect with her and know where she is and how to talk to her and how to be with her, um, has really been one of the most transformational things mm -hmm. that I've done this year is that connection with her. Um, yeah, it's just so deep and it's so beautiful and it's so beautiful and it's like what we're really supposed to be doing here. But then again, like we have calls and we have to make money and we have to, you know, do all these things. And that's great. The masculine plays a role there, but there's also like a softness that we can bring to it. And that's what I so appreciate about you. Like you're not just sitting in ceremony, singing Kumbaya all day long. You take that, you come back to reality and you do something with it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think that is such an important thing here that, is, uh, yeah, just to say like, you, you know, there's an extreme version of being for sure, but then there's also a purpose to actually spread this and teach it and guide other women through it. And I'm just so grateful mm. that you're doing that. And, um, yeah, thank you. you. I thank feel like you. we should do this again sometime. Oh, it's happening. I was like, wait, I need to have you on my podcast, even though just I Keep hit going. a pause button on that because my I was max capacity, but we're just going to keep this rolling because yes. everything you're speaking to, I think also for the collective has to do with what I call the survival chakra. It's like that root. It's the grounding. It's, it's our attachment to mother earth, to sustainability, to life. And because so much has occurred on this planet and most of us are living in that hyperactive or fight, flight, freeze mode of survival it's really hard to, to kind of transmute that and work through that and heal those survival patterns and that allow us to release um, frozen energy into abundance. And that doesn't mean just monetarily. I think there's a lot of noise around that oh, yeah. or can be. Well, also uh, the goddess of prosperity and wealth is a goddess. Her name's Lakshmi, you know, like- <laughs> 
There's right? a softness. There's an yeah. ease when you have that relationship. And I, this would be a whole nother episode yeah. and a whole nother tangent, but I have called in more abundance, literal financial abundance through surrendering to the goddess. Beautiful. And, and that's been a practice. And so I think it's all a practice. And my whole point in this to say is like, Kylie's not doing this alone. I'm not doing this alone yeah. and you don't have to do it alone. And so I'm just so, so grateful to have like dropped in on a Wednesday afternoon, like, okay, great. Now I'm here. So thanks so much. I cherish you. And I'm so happy that we're orbiting in the same places and spaces right now. And I look forward to more conversations. This has been so nourishing. So fun. I'm such a fan. Like truly, since the first time Mark ever shared you, I was like, (laughs) Her. You're the best. Thank yes. You. I want to know her. So I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful to be, yeah, just in connection. Um, and I'll find another excuse to get in touch with you soon. So thank you for being here. Um, if we have any calls to action at all, do you want to just share how people can find you and connect more with you? Yeah. So the best place to connect with me currently is Instagram and um, this new app that I'm a part of the creation of, which is mine, M-I-N-E apostrophe D on or in the app store. Um, And it's been really fun to build community and teaching lessons and sessions is what we kind of call them on that platform. I just did one um, eight week series, how to stop people pleasing that has been so potent. And I just, if any of this conversation resonated with you, then and you want to go figure out or go deeper into my work, then you can find me there. And if you're interested in becoming an integrative health coach, my company Zura Health is now in in enrolling for our 2021 cohort. So yeah, here's to stepping in and honoring all of you. Oh, I love that. And she's being is beautiful on Instagram. And we'll obviously tag that in the show notes so you can find her. Um, and if you don't already know her, I'm so happy to be the one to introduce you to her. Um, thank you. Thank you for being thank here. You. And, thank you. And uh, to all my listeners, this was just, it just keeps getting better. Such medicine. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and allowing me to drop in in this way. I love you. And until next time, keep growing. <laughs>